Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Our guest today is Chris Palmore. Chris shares that he is a gratitude conductor, a coach, and creator. Chris is the author of Dear Gratitude, an anthology which was published December of 2020. He is the founder of Gratitude Space, a platform where people can share what is good and uphold what is beautiful about life by sharing the things that they are grateful for. And Chris is also a host on Gratitude Space Radio. Chris, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Success Inside podcast. Thank you, Howard. I appreciate you having me here today. I'm glad we could talk. I love obviously controlling the conversation, but at the same time, I really do just like sitting back and being asked the questions. You know, sometimes that's nice. It's like, I don't want to think, I just want to have a good conversation. And it was a pleasure to kind of meet you. God, it seems like such a long time ago in 2020. And I know you're good friends with Gail Benning and Manu Satsangji. He'll get me if I didn't pronounce his name correct. I just never say his last name. So anyways, go ahead. That's, you know, something that's probably the smart thing to do. For our listeners, Chris is friends with Gail and Manu, and they were guests on our podcast this past, uh, oh my God, it was December. It's hard to believe, early December, and we talked about the gifts of shared kindness. And now we're going to talk about gratitude. And you really have an interesting story here. And I, I think Maybe if we can start a little bit at the beginning, not not back to your adolescence, but talk to us a little bit about your background and where did you get to the space of really being the gratitude conductor? My gratitude journey, I would I could pinpoint the moment it started, and it was uh, December thirtieth of two thousand thirteen. That was my birthday. I guess it started a little before then. I was listening to a podcast, uh, actually the Adam Carolla show, and he was he basically was talking about birthdays and how they're they're basically like appreciation trophies. And his idea was, uh, and that was kind of from his upbringing, from his parents, I guess, didn't really celebrate his birthday. He had this mindset of if you want to celebrate your birthday, have it be about something else or about someone else. So that was the element I heard was this whole make it something else, you know, make it about something else. And kept my birthday was coming up, and I decided that I was going to make it about my mother. So. I got up early on December 30th and I basically, I just sat down and and wrote up what was essentially a gratitude letter to my mother. And I put it on Facebook so she could find it. So I wanted, I wanted her to find it. So I wanted surprise and I I wanted to make it public. Uh, It was very important to me that I had both those elements. I would say the surprise more than the public, but it's great that I could do both. Mid-morning came around and I didn't uh, get my normal call from my parents. I'd normally get a call. They would sing happy birthday to me. That's just kind of the ritual for not together. That's what would happen. That's sweet. Yeah, it's you know, it's what we do. And and mid-morning came around and I, I didn't get a call, you know, and I, I was like, and something's weird here. So I, I I didn't call my mom, I didn't call the home line, I called my dad's cell phone number because I didn't want to talk to her until the surprise was uh released or however you want to say it. And I got my dad on the phone, he wished me happy birthday, and I immediately pivoted after saying thanks to uh, you know, my mom read the letter, and he said that she had and that she needed time with it and that she couldn't talk to me. Oh boy. Right. Yeah. And when, you know, just to give a little backstory real quick here, that's a very odd thing because I'm not an estranged son. Uh, my mother at a very young age, I had no problem kissing her on the cheek in public, telling her I love her. Yeah, I, I'm sure I talked to her the day before. So hear the words, she needs time with it. I'd never heard that in my life, 35 years of my life. There we are. Right. So, you know, it created that this moment. 
you think about people, you know, all your life, it isn't like you can surprise them or they surprise you if you've known them for 30 years, right? It's like, <laughs> I can't think of a scenario. So, you know, it was a really beautiful moment. And that was December 30th. And I didn't know, obviously, I didn't know what the future would hold. And I guess the good point just to make here is that we never know what tomorrow is going to hold, you know, and that's that going back to, you know, seize the day, whatever that means to you. But in this moment, you know, I wasn't thinking that at all. I was just saying, I had a moment to go, I'm going to appreciate my mother. You know, I think if this would be a good point before I move on, would you like me to read the letter now or should I wait and tell more story? No, let's read the letter. And I have to share with you as I was doing the research, you and I talked about how much research we do before an episode. And I've never seen an about section quite like that. I mean, the, the about section was really a, my mom. And, and it, it brought to me that, you know, my parents are both deceased now. And I don't believe I ever had a conversation or a stream of consciousness with my mom or dad. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, you know, to, to be in the moment, literally to get this insight from a listening to somebody's podcast to take action and do something about it. And then the events that transpire as a result of taking that action. So I was, that was pretty amazing. And a little bit of a, a, a step back for me. So in some ways, thank you, but it, it can get emotional, I think. So having said all that, yes, let's, share that, you know, that piece uh, about your mom and the letter. And I think our listeners would definitely love to, to, to hear about it. Thank you. Thank you, Howard. Yeah, I, I appreciate giving me an opportunity to read this. And uh, I've only read this on a couple podcasts. So um, thank you again for the opportunity to share this. So this is uh, December 30th, 2013, my 35th birthday. Dear mom, I turned 35 today. And this question has been floating around in my head the last few days. I'm all for celebrating with others. Don't get me wrong, but could there be a better way to celebrate my birthday? If I'm being totally honest with you, I didn't really do anything on December 30th, 35 years ago. I truly have no memory of it. Now, if you were to ask my mom, I'm sure she could tell you and convey a strong emotion with events leading up to and including my birth. Is this day mine really to celebrate? Is living out another 365 days worth celebrating? I'm not suggesting not celebrating the day of your birth. I'm suggesting that you celebrate your mom on your birthday. There are many reasons for this train of thought. Here are two. First, we have no memory or any true action on our part surrounding the event. Second, as much as we enjoy receiving gratitude, giving true gratitude is a much healthier and fulfilling action. I have no problem admitting that I'm selfish. I believe that there are selfish acts that a person can perform and they are truly wonderful. When thanking someone, the giver is the one that benefits. I'd like to repeat that. When being kind to another, the giver is the one that truly benefits. You can't feel what the other person is feeling. What you feel is the vibe you get from how you make them feel. Now, I know that I'm not the first person to think of this. I just wanted to tell my mom that I love her and that I appreciate the pain, suffering, and sacrifice she has endured on my behalf, not only on the day of my birth, but also for the years that followed, that I am fully aware that I wasn't always the easiest person to love, but she always made me feel loved. I just wanted to tell her on this, on my birthday, mom, I pledge this coming year to tell you that I love you more often, and I will find more ways to let you know how special you are to me and make you prouder. 
Love always, Chris. Wow. You know, it's funny when I was writing the book, just a sidestep here, my editor kept going, that's not a letter because you're talking to her and then you're talking to an audience. But anyways, it's a note, a note to my to my mother. So I had these thoughts on my birthday that morning. I put them online and I let them sit there so I could surprise her. And it had this, it, had, it did something that I could never foresee ever happening. It made a connection in a moment. And I didn't know, you know, at that moment that my mom's cancer was going to come back. You know, I didn't know the pain that was about to follow. I didn't know that, you know, four months on April 30th to the day later, my dad would be laying on the floor in the hospice wing when my mom passed away. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. Like I said, we're going back to seize the day, right? Um, So, you know, there's a lot of story here, but because we only have so much time, you know, uh, what, what I've learned is like gratitude stacks. You know, it's it's a really amazing thing that I want to I want to share with your audience. Gratitude stacks. It's and it's happening all the time. And they in right now, gratitude is stacking. I just just think about this real quick. That letter, okay? I had an experience of that letter. My mom had experience of that letter. We had a letter to experience together. My dad had experience of the letter. My sister had experience of the letter. The people that read it online had experience of the letter. And then the thing and steps that changed my life were obviously I wrote that and had this happen, but you know, my dad asked me, would you like to speak at the funeral? And I kept thinking about this letter, right? I kept thinking about how this did something that it created magic. It was magical. The moment that it created now writing a letter is not magical, but the moment it could create that's magic. And I didn't want to get up and I didn't have any desire to get up in front of a bunch of people and cry, you know, and get emotional. But I, I kept thinking this letter and I had my, so what, I had a new stack. I had my cousin read this letter at the funeral. So now I'm hearing my words. I just read to you. I'm hearing these words come back to me at my arm's funeral. I'm sitting in the audience hearing these words with their casket in the room, which again was a whole other stack. You know, if you want to keep stacking, like I said, we're talking right now, specifically it's stacking right now. You know, Manu, our friends stacking. Thomas, our other friends stack. What I'm thinking about is all the opportunities. And again, this is be, I love this word stacking. I trust me, I'm going to begin using that with clients. As a coach, I have this unique ability to integrate concepts from others into my coaching work. So first of all, I'm very grateful that you, and for the gift of you sharing your letter to your mom. And I'm very grateful for this gift of stacking because I will use that. And I was thinking that so much of what we have gone through in 2020, especially with COVID and, you know, we're headed, we're now in 2021. There are so many opportunities to take our gratefulness, our gratitude and to share it. And it can be shared. It can be something very small, but all we have to do is just start to do it because I think the opposite, I was thinking as you were reading it, Howard, what's the opposite of gratitude? The word that came to mind, it maybe grammatically, it's not. It was thinking selfishness. There's a lot of there is a lot of selfishness in this world, and we heaven knows we need more gratitude. We need more kindness, like Gail and Manu's uh, work. I think a challenge for our listeners is to leave this podcast, listen to it, and go off and show gratitude. Not because we told you to do it, but because just do it and see what happens. Because you never know. Right. You never know. And and, intention, you know, I'm I'm working on some other stuff, but like the, you know, there's, we're, we're taught at a young age to say thank you because of manners, but we're not really taught really why we're doing that. It's, it's normally, and I'm, I'm working on this in a book too, but it's like, it's like, you know, you think a kid on Halloween, you're, they're giving you candy, say thank you. 
right? These, and that's just a freaking exchange, Howard. That's not, you know, so what we're, you're just talking about is actually, uh, it's, it's intentional gratitude. And that's completely different. That's like an active mind, right? Instead of in, instead of re, re, reactive, you're acting. You know what I mean? It's not a re, reflexive gratitude. Why would you want reflexive gratitude? Why would you want that? You would want to incorporate it. You would want it to be intentional gratitude. That's why it's so easy just to go in the morning and go, today I'm going to look for something to be grateful for. It's a very simple trick. Just if you want in your mind, you can wake up and say in the morning, I'm going to look for things that are blue. You could, anybody can test this. Just go, I'm going to look for things that are blue today. Put that in your mind and then you're going to go out and see it. So if you were to wake up and go, I'm going to find one thing today that I'm grateful for, you will. Or I'm going to go out and sincerely thank somebody for something today. It could be intentional gratitude to me is like, okay, somebody opens the door for you. You can look them in the eye and you can say, thank you for opening the door for me. You know what I mean? I posted, thanks. There's like the, you know, the thumb, thanks. And then there's difference there, you know? Um, and it's just intentional. It's just having intention. I think it could be so powerful. And there must be some chemical reaction that goes on in us. And I'm sure it's a very healthy chemical reaction of demonstrating gratitude, you know, intent, being intentional about it. And I think maybe that that helps our heart or helps our lungs and all the good things that go with it. We should just be doing it. And good challenge to our listeners to do that as well. Let's talk a little bit about the work that you're doing within the sphere of gratitude. Now, you have the book, Dear Gratitude, which is an anthology and then was published last year. How, and I'm sure the story that you shared, you know, that you wrote to your mom was probably perhaps the anchor of this book, but how did that book come about? And what were some of the insights you received as a result of working through to get this book assembled? My mentor five years ago told me, Chris, you should write a book. You had Tom's Clothless was on your, it's on your show. And, and who knows, maybe I could have been, but I definitely didn't have a story. I hadn't done the work. I hadn't gone out on the road. You know, there's um, from my mom passing away to me launching a website, you know, the letters gratitude.org just to collect the letters from people writing on their birthdays to people. That was the idea. Like, can I recreate this? Can I assist people to recreate this moment for them? Because I, I knew how much it meant after my mom. And then I did it to my dad. And I realized, whoa, what I realized through that journey from writing letters to like going to New York and having events and pivoting to videos was unfortunately people overthink everything. They totally overthink writing. They overthink letters. So if I say, you know, Howard, write a letter to somebody, you know, there's a good chance you won't do it just because you overthink it. It's just, uh, it's a lot easier. But then, you know, when I'm in New York and I'm doing these videos, like if I come up to Howard on the street and go, I got a mic, you know, they're just my phone, right? I'm like, we're just doing gratitude interviews. So you damn, okay. Howard, who's someone you're, you know, let's just go ahead and we'll do it right now. Okay. Howard, who's somebody in your life that you're grateful for? When you hear the words, I'm grateful for who, who pops into your head? You know, it's funny you ask that question because I know it. It's going to be a friend of mine, Doug Pointer. Doug's a, a coach out in the Richmond, Virginia area. And it's because of Doug that I'm sitting here in Las Vegas today. And I already know two weeks from now, I'm going to call him up. Doug, I just want to say thank you. This has been the greatest thing that could have happened. So yeah, it would be Doug. That's beautiful. I, I love that. I love the fact that you're, you're sitting there going, I'm sitting, it's like a directional, I'm sitting here specifically because of this person and I want to give them gratitude. I, I feel that. I love that. And what I was saying, what reason, and I, I love asking that question is 
uh, when I do that, I've created that moment. What I realized was all I wanted to do with the letters are doing is I just wanted to trigger the moment somebody can share what they're grateful for. And I don't care what they say. It's not, I enjoy, don't get me, I enjoy all of it, but it does not matter. It's all about that light switch, right? And when I say the term gratitude conducting, what I consider myself as a gratitude conductor, because all like, for instance, you know, the, the, like the first letter, which is also in this book by Kate, you know, who wrote her parents on her birthday, I realized like for Kate, you know, it's, if you want to use her as the person in the orchestra, I wasn't there when she bought her instrument. I wasn't there when she was rehearsing, working on her scales. I wasn't there when she started the band. I wasn't there in any of that, you know, but I happened to get in front of her and all I want to do is go, you know what I mean? All I want to do is, it's, it's, it's give that signal, you know, flick the switch and create the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting is this act of, being there with the individual and helping them to flip that switch, that, that switch has flipped and it's never going back. And I would bet with almost 100% certainty, we should have had that Reddit and could have invested in that instead of GameStop. But <laughs> with almost 100% certainty, that switch is not going back they're always going to remember that time this guy stopped me on the street to interview me and ask me, what am I grateful for? Yeah. It's, it's a unique experience. Yeah. For, for everybody. Yeah. Very much. How are you beginning to then take that, this idea of flipping the switch in the, in the work? Cause I mean, it seems like there's a lot of potential here to get, I mean, heaven knows, and I alluded to this before, we need gratitude today, more so now than ever. What are some of the things you're doing to help promote the, the gratitude, so to speak? Well, going back to the book real quick, and then we'll definitely share the other things. The, the great thing about the book and how the book came about uh, organically was I, I found a really great editor, and she was like, what if we initiated people to write letters, and then it became, you know, you get to share your story in the beginning, and then you get to interject a little bit, but it becomes this the ray, the rainbow of colors, you mind your, you know, like in the book, it says, uh, you know, how do you want your gratitude Sunday? You know what I mean? That's what flavors do you want? And and as soon as she gave me the confidence that we could get people to write, because remember I told you before, I'd already gone through the process of going, man, getting people to write is like, it's it's difficult. Uh, we set out and then we got all these essays and letters came in. And the amazing thing about the book is the book does exactly what I want to do. I want to initiate people to share what they're grateful for, right? The book, because the people sent letters in and there's, you know, like I said, there's 50 other, 50 authors in this book. It does what I want. And then the cool thing about the book is it gives all the colors. And now the book can be sat anywhere and do what I want to be done without me being there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You could literally leave this book in, you know, those little neighborhood libraries right by the tree, put it everywhere. Right. I love that. Yeah, you could. The analogy of myself is I'm like the guy walking down the shore, picking up rocks, looking at them and just, I keep like throwing them. See what can get the farthest reach. So always thinking of that. So in this question, just wanted to give you that metaphor, you know, right now I've got a lot of balls in the air with what, what's going to work best. So, you know, I started gratitude space radio last year. I've done over 50 interviews. I'm expanding that with other people doing different podcasts in gratitude, partnering up with more people, meeting more people because 
any moment that is captured in gratitude, I can say that's that's digitized or written. I consider that gratitude art. It's gratitude media, whatever you want to call it, right? And it has the potential to do what I want to be done, right? Because if you're sitting in front of a video, like if somebody's listening to this podcast right now, we're talking about gratitude, okay? They're going to think about it, right? And that's and that's all you, like I said, the, the light is going to be, they're going to read. Okay. So then going to go, Oh, Howard's got a guy on gratitude. Okay. Well, they're going to read that. That's a flitch. Either they're going to listen to it or not, but all I'm doing is planting trees and the books the same way. And I was like, okay, I'm just, my whole, my job with the book was I'm going to get the book done. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to get these people to do it. And then I have no attachment, literally no attachment to where it goes. Obviously I want to be successful, but if it's, you know what I mean? Like it's successful because it exists. It's successful because we're talking about it right now. You know, it's successful because it's it's leading to other things. You know, it really is. The podcast is the same thing. You know, I, I do video and audio. So the cool thing is I can cut clips, I can cut audio, and all that is potential moments of gratitude that are happening, right? So the more I put it out, the more it can happen. You know, just a law of numbers. So the podcast does it, the book does that. And then I've been working on, um, you know, I've got a second book called Dear 2020. It's going to be out in March or, or late April. So it's going to be out for the seasons changing or it's going to be out on the anniversary of my mom's passing. Tell us a little bit more about that, about the book. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I was working on Dear Gratitude, we were putting together gratitude campaign ideas. And I talked to my editor about, should we should we talk about COVID? And she was like, I don't think it's a good idea right now. And I go, I, I, I trust her. I go, you're right. There's no way to do it, you know. And um, the beginning of this year, I, you know, I finally got the other book out and I was ready to work on more things. You know, you do one thing once you go, you can do it again. You start, your mind opens up. And I, um, I'm actually working on two different books. But what happened was... Uh, this idea came back around. I like to use the idea like, okay, the, it wasn't the COVID idea or thinking about writing to 2020 was, it was kind of sitting in the hallway. And then I had conversations with people and I read this really beautiful letter called dear 2020. And I, I went, Whoa, I go, there it is. This, this beautiful woman named Emma, who I'm friends with, who actually is allowing me to put that letter in the book, opened up my eyes. Her letter is so beautiful, Howard. It talks about her losing her father this last year and about spending time with her mother in the sense of she couldn't get close to her mother, but sharing a glass of wine at, you know, a full table link with her and seeing, you know, um, she, she wrote in there, she said, you know, I noticed that the trees were greener, but maybe, maybe they really weren't. I just never slowed down enough to recognize them, you know, like, but it was, it was the, essence of perspective is perspective is a massive, massive key to gratitude. It's a massive key to, to living life in a grateful state. It's perspective where people, so what happened was because of reading this, I realized, well, this is not a, I, I, I don't want a COVID book. This is not a COVID book. It's a perspective book about 2020. And that was the, the call out was, you know, what would you say to 2020? What is your perspective? What do you want to learn? You know, or what, what are your thoughts in the year? Cause I feel like you have two choices at the end of you know the chapters and books. You're like either you can say it was a complete waste of time, or you can say what did I learn there? What happened? You know what do I want to take away from these moments. And I, for myself, look back at 2020 and and I and I definitely learned a lot and I met a lot of great people and I know a lot of stuff. And, and the flip side, I know a lot of stuff bad happened, but a lot of good stuff happened. So the question is, what do I want to focus on? Where's my focus want to go? You know, I it, I feel that that same way, the same sentiment. So, you know, when you ask me, who am I grateful for or what am I grateful for and who would I communicate this to Doug? So I'm out here. I mean, and, and I was reading today on Facebook, an article, you know, the mental health 
issues because of COVID and not being able to hug anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you have a, your significant other in your room and you can hug them. But for many of us, hugging is out of the question. And so, you know, just the gratefulness of, for me, of being outside. I mean, this is the, I've always had an interest and I digress, uh, of stars. I, I want to see the stars and the, the most fantastic part about being in Las Vegas here is driving out to the Mojave national preserve mm. and sitting there and just looking at the stars. And I, I mean, it's just something that's been on my mind since I was a little kid. And so there are things we could be grateful for. And as opposed to the, the negatives, and I think we can find the uh, people can find Yeah, this was a very bad, challenging year. However, there was also opportunities to reconnect and to perhaps tap into things that you had put off and now you had time to do. Why not? Bottom line is life is a roller coaster in any given year. It's up and down and maybe the steeps, you know what I mean? Like it's up and down, up and down. Life's life's not a constant. There's a, I I wish I, I need a there's a really great speech with Ted talk, which I can't think of the lady's name, but she's basically saying, if you don't want, um, you know, if you don't want remorse or fear or pain or depression, he's like, you're basically listing off the traits of somebody dead. It's, you know, life is a spectrum of colors and it's just, it's just what it is. So it's like, but the cool thing about gratitude is it's like an anchor and it's like a muscle, right? So the more, uh, obviously we can't always, you can't be in a grateful state 24 seven because you have to get work done. You can't, you know, um, obviously right now we're talking about it. So that's different. We're actually engaged. You and I are actually working technically kind of right, <laughs> but we're engaging in gratitude. It allows you to know that in any given moment, you have the power as a choice. Gratitude is a choice that you have to make. It's not, it's, it's not going to be given to you at any moment. You have to make a choice. And it's just like you, the more you make the choice, the easier it is to flick that switch. So at any given moment, when things get bad, you do know there is good. Now it may take you a little while to get there, but you know, it's there. Right. And at any given moment, you could, at least for a moment, that's what I love about gratitude. It's like, it's almost like if you were drowning and you, and you, you got up just to get a breath of air, right? Cause sometimes it's all we need is a breath before we get back into the weeds or whatever you say, you know, but it's there. It's a tool that can allow you to change focus in your mind for a moment and go, everything's not lost. There's a lot of really good, you know, and I, I think we said about the stars, like, you know, I, I'm living in a, you know, my place and I can see the sunrise, you know, in the morning I can, you know, I can see the, the colors change and I'm, and I'm so grateful that I have this seat, but at the same time, I'm grateful that it's not sunny every day. I'm grateful. I get the contrast we were born with so much privilege. I mean, privilege in the sense of running water, roof over our head, electricity, food, you know, all these things. And these are all really massive things to be grateful for. But because we've gotten it every day, it's like been spood fed at your birth. We can easily take it for granted unless we intentionally, (laughs) right? There's that word again, intentionally remind ourselves, you know, and in my journal in the morning, I have a format I run over most of the time I'm, I'm pointing out things that I don't want to forget, you know, that are very important daily stuff. Like I go, I love my home. I don't want to take this for granted. I need to remember, like, I have a really, you know, my condo, it's, it's really great. You know, I love my home. There's peace here. You know, there's re- a lot of reasons why I love my home memories. My wife, you know, I get to wake up next to her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take that for granted, but if, because she's here every day, 
if I don't intention, you know what I mean? Just like relation, if you don't intentionally set out, you're just going to take it for granted because it's always there, you know? And I, I wake up and I go, I'm grateful that I get to live today that I woke up. You know, I was talking to somebody on a podcast the other day and she said, I woke, you know, I woke up today. So I have a lot to be grateful for. Life's a gift, man. Regardless, if you're waking up, life's a gift. I don't know what your struggle is, but you can literally go, your heart's still beating. Like you're still alive. Like that's, that's a gift because yesterday there's a lot of people that didn't wake up today. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. Right. And it's the easiest, the most easiest thing to take for granted. And at the same time, the easiest thing to be, you know, you, you could flip that switch. I think a health, right? This this last year brought a new practice in where I say the word health. I write it down. I say it. And I have a list of people I go through my head. I see them. I say their names. Just to remind, I obviously start with myself, but I have a list and, and it makes me just feel good, right? All these people I love, right? I think, what's that doing? It's allowing me to go, wow, these people I love are healthy, you know? And even my dad had surgery the other day, but I still, I'm grateful for his health. You know what I mean? He's 72 years old. And he still moves around, you know, and, and, and I go, I, I know I'm just rambling here, but like, just to go a step further, even when, you know, he went to the hospital, I was thinking, wow, I'm so grateful that we have in this time that there's, you know, surgery can be done because a hundred years ago, he just would have lived in pain or died. You know I mean? You just spin a perspective on, obviously we could gripe all day long about things, but let's spin the spin a perspective and go hundred years ago, they didn't have these options. No, you know, it's interesting, you know, waking up every day and uh, a friend of mine, Jenny, back in uh, Chicago, and she's a little, she's like my uh, quote unquote older sister, mi, har, mi hermana mayor, that's what I call her. But <laughs> this has been hard for her, COVID. And okay, it's been hard. So we'll get on Zoom. So Jenny, what I want you to do is I want you to call somebody every day, call somebody new every day. So yes, I'm grateful that I woke up. I have my health. I have got a comfortable place to live, running water, heat. But if you're struck, but she's struggling emotionally because she has no interaction. Well, we have this. Call people, call them, talk to them and do somebody the next day and then the day after and then repeat it. And this is this way we we are not we we're not going to take these things for granted because if we do the unfortunately I think the switch gets flipped off because why bother what else are you working on that you would want to share with our listeners I mean you've got this this whole idea around gratitude you've got the book you've got the the gratitude space the platform the website and you're you're working on the the, the new book. Third 2020. I actually, I love that, by the way. What else, what else can we work on that is going to continue to flip that switch and stack? I love that. I still love that idea of stacking. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. One other thing I want to say, what you left out is if you go to graduatespace.com, there are dozens of specifically gratitude interviews because that was part of my journey too, is connecting with people online, people you haven't heard of, maybe celebrity, you know, people you have heard of and just asking them questions and gratitude and creating this, their gratitude interviews. They're just gratitude questions. You know, there's a lot on the platform, but Bottom line is like, I want to inspire or, or flip that. I want to set up the, I want to conduct as much as I can, right? So I'm always thinking, you know, how can I conduct? What's the best use of my time conducting? Because that's what I want to do. And what I've been working on, and I actually, fortunately, this, you know, even in this time of last year, I actually got to do is these things called gratitude pop-ups. 
I'll tell you what's really great is my dad actually kind of partnered up on, he partnered up with me because he has a, he had a photography business. So he had like the backdrop and had the camera and, you know, I got a wireless mic and we went out. So basically a gratitude pop-up is the, it's the same idea as if you went to a wedding and there was a photo booth pop-up, except I'm there with a microphone and a video camera. And I'm going to ask you that question, who in your life are you grateful for and why? I want to spin the wheel the whole way. Okay. So to give that analogy, you know, with these pop-ups, I, I set up a place and let the people know your videos are going to be here so that you can share them with whoever you just talked about, because, because this is a stacking idea, right? Like we talked about, right? So the cool thing is, is we created the moment, right? It's, you know, me and the stranger created this moment of gratitude. And then I'm going to go away and make it a physical thing that they can share. I'm going to create, I'm going to take the gift and wrap it. Okay. And then they're going to show up and they're going to see it. Now, when they see the video, that's other stack. Think about that, right? When they watch themselves, that's a whole other stack. And then my hope, my hope for it is they'll take it home, which means they'll send that video to whoever it is. And then that person will have the stack and then they'll stack. And then it just, it just does. You know what I mean? Like, we just created these, these things are just, there's, there's so multifaceted, man. I mean, the easiest thing is to say my mom's letter. Just think about, think about how many stacks are happening. All the stuff I'm doing, you know, is because I wrote a letter to mom. All the stuff I'm doing is literally because my mom loved me, but I wrote a letter, right? But all of it, everything you're talking about, all the podcasts, the traveling, hundreds of videos, interviews, you know, us talking now, the book, the books, it's all stacking. And and stacks are happening on top of those stacks. Stacks that don't even know about the letter, haven't even read the letter. It's just happening. So the pop, so the pop-up's a great thing because it works with anything. It's a complement to everything. It could be a music festival. It could be a conference. I could be set up in a Starbucks anywhere, right? Because it's not about the business, but it's about the people in the business, the people in the organization sharing what, who they love. So what you got, you got good emotions, you got good feelings inside of a business that's not about the business, but it's at the business. And, and as you got people flowing in and out, it just will become something that people want to do. And it'll be shared instantly because these, all these, all this media and all these, all these, uh, you know, this gratitude artwork will just organically be created. And when you do it enough, people will just do it because they can. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting is this, this is a movement. This is truly a, a movement and sorely needed. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely have to delve more into that in some conversation because when we're free to move about the cabin, so to speak, it would be nice to explore doing that here in Las Vegas. Or the next time I go out with my dark sky photography meetup group, what are you all grateful for? You know, what's, what's, uh, it'd be a way to be a way to do that. So very good. Yeah, that, that would be wonderful. I, I may be out in Vegas over the summer, so we'll see I, doing some events. So, um, maybe we could, it, depending on what's going on in the world, we could buddy up. It'd be great to meet you either way. So fantastic. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I just, I think now that you and I have flipped a switch and created the stacking, I think we're hooked <laughs> with each other. Yeah, I wanted to say one thing, you know, I, I launched a nonprofit with this gratitude space and the idea and hopes to make it easier for people and businesses to be on board, to, to have these pop-ups. So I just wanted to just wanted to say that because I'm always thinking, what's the easiest inroad, Howard? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, there de definitely will be some other conversations because, I mean, I'm all about making new connections and seeing where things go. Uh, uh, 
perhaps not as intentional as gratitude. Uh, mm-hmm. But I definitely, you know, my head, there's light bulbs going pop, pop, pop as I'm starting to think about, oh, that'd be, be interesting. So we'll see where that goes as well uh, with the nonprofit. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to kind of get to know you in more in depth than our initial conversation and just hear about the wonderful work that you're doing. And before we leave, I I would love if you could kind of go back and if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, where are the best places for them to go? Thanks, Howard. Yeah, uh, gratitudespace.com, it would be the first place. If you go in there, there's a contact. You can see, well, you can see all the work there. There's buckets. So there's like, you can go, you can see the gratitude pop-ups. You can see those videos. I'm I'm initiating 10,000 moments. I'm still underneath my 100, but that's okay. It's completely okay because it's it's all in motion. You know, the podcast is linked there and the videos are linked there. You know, if you want to reach out to me, uh, it's hello at gratitudespace.com. I'm also, you know, there's we're Gratitude Space on Facebook, Instagram, and um, I do do a little Twitter, but I would recommend you just reaching out to me somewhere else. The book, uh, Dear Gratitude Anthology, is on Amazon. You can get it digitally or you can get the paperback. For groups, if they reach out to me, there's a way that I could get them a box of books at a discount. I'm also, I didn't even mention this, I'm, I'm working on a, a gratitude journal to go along with the book or by itself. I've actually, the book, remember I was telling you the book was doing what it needed to do. I had a friend who shared the book with her daughter. I'm talking to the head of a big hospital about working, putting together a gratitude journal for people that are in a, a serious like treatment facility type of situation. So how cool is that, right? The book made her think, oh, I would like to add gratitude to the hospital. That- so, you know what I mean? It's just like us talking, right? It's just like, it, it, it just stacks. Like, and I told her, I said, I would love to be a part of whatever you're doing, but just whatever happens, you just tell me because I want to know about it. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> the good, the good feelings never, that's the great thing about the stacking, right? It's like when we do it, we all get the good feeling. There's no deterrent. Like if you go out, you just do something, you let me know about it. I'm just going to feel good as if I were there with you. Honestly, the exchange is the exact same because it doesn't deteriorate because it's gratitude. And when you put that out in the world, we're planting trees together. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a global thing. Uh, in gratitude, we are one family, we are one race. There's no politics. Yeah. We're just grateful. Yeah. Well, we will together and, uh, create a, uh, global movement on, on, on gratitude. So Chris, once again, thank you so much for joining us on the Success Insight podcast. And let, let's see uh, what gets created as a result. I think it's going to be fun to see. Thank you, Hal. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with Chris Palmore. He is the gratitude conductor. He's a coach, a creator. He's the author of the book, Dear Gratitude, an anthology. He's got a new book coming up, Dear 2020, can't wait for that. And, you know, he kind of left us with a charge, so to speak. And I wrote this down as he was as he was chatting with us. Who in your life are you grateful for and why? And so, folks, if you're listening to this podcast, what I'd love for you to do is first let us know that you enjoyed the podcast or whatever comments you have by commenting on successinsightpodcast.com. We're on Facebook and on LinkedIn, Success Insight Podcast. And we are on all the major podcast platforms, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. I'm I'm sure I've missed one, but whatever. But listen, go out there and I want you to write down 
if you would like, or just go out and tell somebody who in your life are you grateful for and why. Let them know that. And let's do, as Chris has suggested, let's start stacking gratitude. Okay, go out and do that. And let's see what change happens in our lives. Okay. So folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day. Take care of yourselves, your family, continue to wear your mask, practice social distancing, and we will see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.